0: Thank you, Roy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Again. This morning we're going to be looking at being Advent people of love. And before we begin, I want to get you all involved in a bit of kinetic learning. Um, I want you to stand up and act out the the key theme of this morning. Some of you are getting a bit nervous. There's not going to be any hugging or kissing involved. It's just, um, very simply, I I want... um, you to act something out so that you can remember it and and take it with you. Um, I want you all to stand up to your feet, please. And stand to who we are, to who God is, to who Jesus is and and all he has for us. And then put your um, hands up in the sky and think to yourselves, love came down at Christmas and as you breathe in, that love is indwelling and as you breathe out, that love is outpouring. And that's it. That's my sermon, so sit down. Maybe I should, I should finish there, um, but I'm, I'm not, I'm just beginning. So, As I mentioned this morning, we're going to be thinking about love. Love, love, love. Da-da, love, love. I, I don't know about you, but every time I think about love uh, and the concept of love and the word, it, it makes me sing. I could sing of your love forever, I will sing of love come down, hallelujah, your love makes me sing, do you know what I mean? Or what about um, love lifts us up where we belong, all you need is love, I will do anything for love, love love me do, love me tender, love me true, how deep is your love? I'm a fool for love, tainted love, and of course, I, I, I will always love you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but, you know, what's love got to do with it? What's love but a second-hand emotion? We've lost that loving feeling, and now it's gone, gone, gone. And I find it, it kind of funny. I find it kind of sad. People killing, people dying. Children hurt, you hear them crying. Father, Father, help us send us guidance from above. People got me questioning, where is the love? One man came in the name of love. One man betrayed with a kiss. At first I was afraid, I was petrified. I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. It seems love was out to get me, that's the way it seems. Disappointed, haunted all my dreams. And then I saw his face. Now I'm a believer. There's not a trace of doubt in my mind. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Love is all around me. It's, it's everywhere I go. Love is in the air. I can't explain all the feelings that you're making me feel. My heart's in overdrive and you're behind the steering wheel. I believe in a thing called love. But, say a prayer. Pray for the other ones. It's It's hard when you're having fun. You better watch out. You better not cry. Try urge, mate. A little less conversation, a little more action. Imagine all the people living life in peace. You may say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Can we fix it? Yes, we can. We need the bare necessities. The simple bare necessities. One love, one blood, one life. You've got to do what you should. One life with each other. Sisters, brothers. One life... Though we're not the same, we've got to carry each other, carry each other, love. Love so amazing, so divine. Hallelujah, 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 your love makes me sing. And uh, that, again, is my sermon for the second time. So just think of, of this key theme of love come down at Christmas and we are to be people of love or Advent people of love. So we better read some Bible. (laughs) Let's, um, our first reading is is Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to 23. And I want this morning to just to look at two readings where where we think of love coming down at Christmas and then think of being people of love. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child, and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And Matthew is quoting from Isaiah 7 to show that the prophecy is fulfilled by the birth of jesus they will call him emmanuel or god with us and when it says they will call him emmanuel what they mean is he will be emmanuel god with us god incarnate with us so god reconcilable with us at peace with us and taking us to be into covenant and communion with himself The Jews had God with them in in types and in shadows, in the tabernacle, in pillars of cloud, of, of smoke as they moved through the desert. But not until up this point has the word become flesh. And this event, God becoming flesh, is an event that speaks of a peace and reconciliation between God and mankind. And the two natures being brought together in the person of the mediator the person of Jesus. And thinking of this a little more, Jesus as both God and man, we can see how he is the perfect mediator. He is the perfect referee. He is is able to lay his hands both on God and on man as he partakes in the nature of both God and man. Now this is one of the the deepest and richest concepts of of the Bible, but it's wonderful to think of it. Jesus, Jesus, our mediator, in fullness God and in fullness man. And as we think of creation and and nature around us, the mountains and the seas, the the snows, the beautiful scenery yesterday and today, it's it's quite easy for us to think of God above us. And as we think of the law, the Ten Commandments, the series we've done recently on Sunday nights, it's, it's easier for us to think of God against us. But through this this Christmas story, this gospel story, through the, the person of Jesus, we have God with us in our own skin. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, our Savior, brought God and man together. And this was the reason for his coming. This was the reason for Christmas. This was the design to bring God to be with us. And this is our joy. But the person of Jesus is is, is more than this. Through believing on him, through accepting what he has done for us, and for asking him to be your king and lord of your life, Jesus brings us to be with God. And this is our job. This is our responsibility. We are obliged to accept this gift of reconciliation. Last Sunday, I was at the funeral of my mum's best friend, my andy louise and she died after a long long battle of cancer and the evening she died my my father told me to let me know and i was actually preparing this and, and thinking about emmanuel god with us the person of jesus the reconciler the mediator the savior and how trust in him brings us to be with god and i was i was struck afresh at just how much i believed that to be true This story of Christmas, this story of love come down, this story of God with us, this story of the love that reconciles, the love that brings us to be with God. And it really made me think again how much the reality of all of that was and how much the reality of Louise at that moment was with him. Through the person of Jesus, through her faith in Jesus, she had been brought to be with God. And Mandy Louise left a wonderful example to so many people of Emmanuel, God with us. And I find it wonderful to think of, well, very sad in many ways, but I find it wonderful to think of her now with him. I want to go on to our second reading. Um, but before we do, again, think of this visual aid, this kinetically learned Love came down at Christmas, or Emmanuel, people of love. The second reading is in 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7 to 16. A real classic on God's love. In the Pew Bibles it's page 1227. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in them. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in him lives in God and God in him. That's quite a quite a passage. But here we have something of who God is. God is love. And these three words in, in verse 8 and again in verse 16 form one of the most profound statements of the Bible. These three words are possibly the the greatest words ever spoken and it it doesn't say god loves that is true but what john is emphasizing here is that god is love it's the very nature of himself and when we think of this grubby tennis ball of a planet set in the vastness of infinity and beyond and when we think of our own lives in the onward surge of time and we think of our individuality amongst countless millions or billions, it's very hard for us to get our head around God loving us. And when we think of this world with so much evil and suffering and pain, it's quite hard also to get our heads around God being a person who is love. But John insists that this is his very nature. God's nature is love. And it might help us understand something of this if we think of God as the Trinity, Father, Son, Spirit. Again, quite a hard concept to get our head around, but the one thing we can grasp is this deity having an interrelationship of love Love flowing between the three persons in a constant interaction so that every activity expresses the love that is that nature. God is love within his own nature, and God loves, and to deny that God loves us is to deny his true nature. Divine love, agape, cannot be earned, it cannot be deserved. God loves us because that is his nature. And considering the backdrop of space and time, it is not that God is is too great to be bothered with my tiny life. It is in fact that God is so great beyond our comprehension that he can actually be bothered with each of us individually. From these verses in John, I want just to draw out two things which um, show examples of this inherent love of God revealed to us. The first one we have his love revealed to us as sinners. A love where he sent his one and only unique, only begotten Son, as an atoning sacrifice for us. And if you your Bibles open, note in verse fourteen the scope of this love. He was sent to be the Saviour of the world, the full breadth and length of humanity. And note in verse ten the love of God is not Separate from the work of atonement. It may be a paradox, God both loving and wrathful. But rather than find any kind of contrast between these two concepts, John conveys the idea of God's love by pointing to the atonement. His love provides the atonement which averts his wrath from us. God's love found a way for God's just and righteous wrath to be satisfied and turned away. God's love found a way for forgiveness to be offered and reconciliation achieved. The depth of God's love was seen precisely in the way in which it bore the wounds inflicted by mankind to be able to offer a full and a free pardon. The other example from these verses of the inherent love of God revealed to us is we have God's love as our internal impulse. Today, in the present, God's love is made manifest through believers. And this is a a mind-bending thought. As Christ has gone back to heaven to be at God's right hand, we as believers must be God's answer to man's need to see him. When we love one another, his love is made complete. God's love to us has achieved its goal. We are not to be terminals, but channels. We are not to hoard his love, but to have it pour out of us freely. When we love one another in this way, it is proof that we are in him and he is in us and we have his spirit. Trying to visualise this concept of us in him and he in us, I've thought about something that's maybe not that safe. Um, But when I was a teenager, I used to like fire. And I never did anything wrong with fire. Uh, I wasn't involved in burning down Peter Linus's garage. That genuinely wasn't me. That was Stephen (laughs) Mackenzie. And I wouldn't condone playing with fire. Don't do it. It's it's not good. But I, I used to like putting a poker into the fire and you would see the poker glow red hot and you'd be able to think of the poker is in the fire but fire is in the poker and it's the same kind of concept if you think about a sponge in water or a balloon in the air the balloon is in the air but air is in the balloon the object is in the element and the element is in the object too abstract maybe it is but whatever way we think about it, this is a wonderful concept where we are in him and he is in us So, you may be sitting here this morning thinking, how do I become a partaker in God? How do I become a Christian? How do I have this, what we often refer to as new birth? Well, verse 15 in this passage is quite clear. If we confess Jesus as the Son of God and also we commit to having him in our nature, God is love, it is his very nature, and because by our new birth in Christ, God is in us, we should then be by nature love. And John's point here is that it is this new birth that is the imparting to us of the divine love and divine life. This new birth, becoming Christians, creates the connection between God's love for us and our love for each other. The new birth is the act of the Holy Spirit connecting our selfish hearts with God's living, loving heart so that his life becomes our life and his love becomes our love. And the inherent love of God is revealed in and through us. So that's it. That's all I want to say this morning. It's big, heavy stuff. But I hope that this simple... Rhythm of breath. Emmanuel, God with us, will will help us as, as we think about it. And just as God is with us, and because of what we know of God himself, in us and through us, just as God is love, we are to be love. How do we go about applying this? Well, a people of love... Advent people of love will be a people that are very practical with love, in deeds and not just in words. A people of love will mean we will be a sacrificial people who deny ourselves for the sake of others. A people of love will be a lavishly generous people with all that we have because we know it is all belonging to God. We are Christians. We are children of his. We have his nature and he is love. But what is a critical point that we need to grasp from from all of this is that the application of it should not have us worried or concerned, forming a list in our mind of all the things we're going to have to do to go out and love. And thinking to ourselves, you know, I'm just so unworthy. I'm not able to do this. I can't quite achieve God's love in, in my life. How does that work? You know, the wondrous thing of this passages that we've read the the, the wondrous thing of the, the message of christmas is that emmanuel god with us and we need to trust in him to be our love we need to trust in him and rely on him we need to think of his indwelling and outflowing as a rhythm of breath in this new life that we have in him so before I finish, I want to have you all up to your feet again, just to apply this very simply. And put your hands up to this guy. And as you breathe in, think Emmanuel. And as you breathe out, think people of love. Thank you very much. And please take this with you over Christmas. This rhythm of breath... God's love indwelling and outpouring and find your own triggers through the day. Maybe it's every time you take a cup of coffee or a drink of water, every time you turn on and off TV or get in and out of your car or go to the bathroom, whatever it is, think of something now that will help you trigger this indwelling and outflowing of of God's love. And let us pray that over Christmas we as believers will show God's love, will see God's love, will be God's love to our nearest and dearest, to our family and friends, to those who love him and to those who don't. Thank you.